Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The T-Biz Podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz Portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The Global Dubai Tea Forum makes a splendid return. DMCC Executive Chairman and CEO Ahmed bin Sulaim commits to a schedule of future conferences. South India planters named 18 Golden Tea Leaf India Award winners. And the Indian Tea Association presses for a price floor indexed to rising production costs borne by smallholders and made leaf producers. Plus, this week, T-Biz discusses a range of revealing consumer trends and beverage insights with C.N. Edwards, Group Insights Manager at Finley's. She says the outlook for the beverage industry is positive, with consumers making good choices for the planet and themselves. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. A five-year pandemic-forced hiatus lent this year's gathering of tea executives the atmosphere of a reunion. 300 attendees got reacquainted with each other and the impressive expansion of services at the Dubai Multi-Commodity Center. Director of Agri-Commodities Saeed al Suwedi, who was named to the post in January 2022, said that DMCC T-Center played a major role in positioning Dubai as the largest re-exporter of tea in the world. Quote, We launched the Tea Center in 2005 to further develop and grow the trade through Dubai by connecting tea producers and merchants, allowing tea-growing countries to reach the global market. The Tea Center, which spans more than 20,000 square meters, offers a business center, storage, and blending solutions. Our machines can produce up to 45 million tea bags per month, with the capacity to store up to 5,000 metric tons of bulk tea at any time, end quote. 
DMCC provides free storage allocation to all its members due to increasing demand. The T-Center has increased its service area by 25% in recent years, accommodating new state-of-the-art machinery and temperature-controlled storage facilities for specialty teas as well. Now, join me on the exhibition floor to hear what attendees had to say about the event. Dan Bolton reporting from the floor of the Global Tea Forum. This is Dan Bolton on the floor with yeah, Mao yeah, Lemin. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the show. Yeah, I, I really surprised you. you know, actually I was invited uh, three years ago, but uh, unfortunately I cannot, uh, you know, uh, came up. But this time, you know, although in China this peak season for production, but never expected it well organized and a lot of guests from all over the world and from consumer country and producing countries, just like a big gathering after you know three year long the the terrible COVID nineteen. But really happy, I'm, I'm enjoying you know about in this forum. Thank you. Tell our listeners a little about yourself and where you're from. Yeah, I'm coming from China. Yeah. The, the part of Zhejiang province. I think the capital of China, uh, the word green tea. Uh, yeah, the capital of uh, green tea. Yeah, I can say it like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Mi-tie, us today. Mi-tie. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, this is Dan Bolton on the floor with? Um, Ines Kempfer. I'm the CEO of the Center for Child Rights and Business. Tell us a little about the show. Um, I think it was excellent. I learned tons and tons about the tea industry, but I thought it was also great to bring in my perspective on the need of um, social responsibility um, in the supply chain. And it was great to do that with all those business um, representatives. Tell me a little about your company. Um, The Center for Child Rights and Business, we work with companies to create a positive impact on child rights and supply chains. Um, That um, means a little bit more transparency, understanding who's doing our products, in this case, who's who's, um, planting, picking our tea, what what are their conditions, um, what are their needs, and trying to find very pragmatic and business-friendly ways of responding to those. This is Dan Bolton on the floor with Sandeep Thapa with a cup of tea. Dan Bolton reporting from the Global Tea Forum. I'm here in Dubai with... Sandeep Thapa from Kappa Tree. Tell me about the show. Oh, it was wonderful. I mean, after uh, DMCC arranging this after five years and so many participants coming from all across the world and meeting Dan uh, for the first time, it was an extremely enriching experience. Uh, the networking opportunity and the level of discussions were uh, uh, extremely high level and we are very glad to be here. Now tell me about your company. So Kappa Trade is a startup and we are developing this as a global e-marketplace wherein we are working very closely with small producers and linking directly to their domestic and international markets. It's a platform through which buyers and sellers can come together and uh, deal in variety of tea at their own convenience uh, and with a lot of flexibility in a secure environment. I'm Dan Bolton on the floor with Sanjeev Chatterjee. And tell me a little about the show. It's a just small, nice, cozy arrangement for, a, for interaction with the people within the tea industry. 
we've got suppliers, we've got uh, people who are tea ex experts, we've got people who make equipments relating to tea, uh, whether it's blending or packing, etc. And we've also got pe speakers on things like sustainability and what are the long-term consumer trends that will affect tea. It's a pretty nice uh, event. Could you tell me your affiliation with the company and about the company? So I joined what was then Unilever in 1988 as a tea taster, tea buyer. And I've been with Unilever ever since. I My last role in Unilever was the head of supply chain for foods and refreshments for South Asia. And then in August last 2021, I decided that I'll come back to my original home, which is tea. So I joined Lipton Tea back here in Dubai. So I now head the Africa, Middle East and Turkey supply chain for tea, for Lipton Tea and Infusions. Thank you so much for your time. 18 tea estates took home prizes during award ceremonies at the 18th annual Golden Tea Leaf India Awards, organized by the United Planners Association of South India. An international jury attending the Global Dubai Tea Forum selected winning teas from a short list of 62 entries in eight categories. Estates owned by Canaan Devon Hills Plantations, KDHP, won seven awards, four states each from Perry Agro Industries and Harrison's Malayalam also stepped forward to receive their prize at this year's award ceremonies on April 27th. Joining us today is Cherian George, a member of the United Planters Association of South India, UPASI, and chairman at Harrison's Tea Estates. It's been five years since judges last convened at the Global Dubai Tea Forum to select the winners, explains George. Unlike most competitions, UPASI coordinators select samples randomly. Cherian explains. The coordinating committee walks across to the each factory and they randomly pick the sample. It is not the competitor uh, uh, is able to send. That's a big differentiator. They go and randomly pick. And those samples are tested. Blind tasting is done through the very, very um, uh, high brokers who has got a great experience in the whole thing. South India, unlike other tea growing areas in the world, uh, has got multi-locational uh, tea growing. I mean, you have a mid-elevation, you have a low elevation, you have a high elevation. And each of them has got character. Um, some has got body, some has got strength, and some has got uh, 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 very high flavor. The scre screen down version was around 62 samples. I, th I don't think we have ever brought here more than 40 samples. The Dubai uh, Tea Forum has been very, very helpful in coordinating this. We had some fantastic tasters this time across the globe. I mean, it is from Canada, Shabnam Weber to UK, Dr. Shahran Hall. We had um, 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 Mike Jones, who, who knows Indian tea, but based in Dubai. You had Andrew, part of Inlays. Uh, uh, so you, you had um, uh, um, Sanjeev uh, Sethi. So you had a, a, a real plethora of people from multiple origins and they when they taste it, it's not from one individual or a one origin. It's from multiple origins and that gave a complete uh, 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 visibility. Now, the next phase of this is that we conduct a special Tiglia auction back home. You mentioned big changes since the onset of the pandemic. During this last five years, we saw the domestic market in India becoming very, very strong. 
डोमेस्टिक कंजम्पन होम कंजम्पन हैज़ गॉन अप कम्पेयर टू आउट ऑफ होम कंजम्पन टुडे विद द वर्क फ्रॉम होम कल्चर विद मोर एंड मोर हेल्थ अवेयरनेस टुडे पार्ट ऑफ द कोविड ट्रीटमेंट पीपल फील दैट ड्रिंकिंग हॉट कप ऑफ टी कैन कीप दाज वायरस एट बे ऑल ऑफ दैट हैज़ शोन अ स्लाइट इंक्रीज और गुड शिफ्ट इन द होम consumption rather than the out of home consumption while today world is talking about technology digitalization and sustainability i think the all that can be built only on the platform of a quality and that's only one which is going to keep us going i mean we cannot compromise the uh, the the foundation and uh, cannot build anything about that and that is what upasi is giving we are also adopting and embracing digital technologies most of our members have already started working with various people we also have got uh, a big exercise done in cochin from the startups about 14 to 15 indian startups that come forward in the agri space who are in working the agri tech space on the drones on the ai to use and predict the pest management uh, so that your usage of pesticide comes down so there's a whole lot of things working and that is where upasi is playing this role to showcase this in a global arena see the complete list of winners by category at t-biz.com the india tea association has asked india's commerce ministry to declare a minimum price for tea a press release described how rising production expenses are squeezing growers out of the tea market quote according to ita membership crop data The Darjeeling crop is estimated to be down by 39% in March. Crop fall has been reported in the Dwars region, adding woes to the ailing state agro-industry. Tea prices are not keeping pace with the rising cost of production. End quote. Since 2014, West Bengal tea prices have registered an annual combined growth rate of around 4%, less than half the growth rates of fuel, fertilizer, and plant protection chemicals. Workers there now earn 232 rupees per day, an increase of 144 percent from the 95 rupees per day rate in April 2014. The situation is more acute than in past years due to falling yield, according to the Hindu Business Line report. Quote, Auction prices of Darjeeling tea have been more depressed than the overall West Bengal average price. recording a CAGR of only 1.86% since 2014 given that the cost of production in the Darjeeling hills is significantly higher than the plains most Darjeeling tea estates are finding it difficult to sustain operations and quote ITA is seeking a floor price indexed to the cost of production payable to small tea growers and to made tea producers ITA writes that enforcing a floor price mechanism for smallholders selling green tea leaves offers an immediate solution to the quote unremunerative price of tea in quote without any additional cost to the government. State government officials in West Bengal and Assam conveyed their support in correspondence with the ministry. Arvindan and Tharaman in Bangalore reports on tea auction prices for sales 16. India tea price report for sales 16 for the week ending 22nd April 2023. Darjeeling continues to battle a hot and dry April which means this month's crop is expected to be lower by 
25 to 35 percent. And despite the shortage, demand continues to be low, prompting the Indian Tea Association to ask for a minimum floor price. In all, Darjeeling is likely to see a 35 to 40 percent drop for the first and second flush this year. The hot weather has also led to an increase in pest attacks, not just in Darjeeling, but also in the Duars and Assam. Speaking of pest attacks, news of the industry's decision to spray an insecticide ban in 31 countries has raised concerns. Insecticide was cleared for use by the Central Insecticides Board for tea plantations, but planters say it'll undo the good work that's been done so far towards better compliance and safer tea. In auctions this week, sales 16 saw about 9,400 tons of tea on offer, with a cumulative sale percentage of 75%. And an average price of 180 rupees a kilo. In North India, the top selling grade was BP, and in South India, it was the dust grades that was most that were most sought after. There's barely any Darjeeling in the auctions. Orthodox grades in North India did well. The sale volume of 75 percent and 241 rupees per kilo as average price. South India saw strong demand for all grades this week. CTC Leaf, in fact, saw 99 percent sale volume with. Internal buyers and major blenders active. Orthodox grades saw 92% sale volume with average prices of 153 rupees a kilo and exporters were active. So both Cochin and Kunur had a good week for sale 16. And in weather this week, rainfalls predicted in Jorhat and Golagat in Assam. Darjeeling is expected to see light rainfall, but the extended forecast is that May will see below normal rainfall here. Rains also predicted in Kangra and also in South India. Up until now, Nilgiris has received above normal rainfall. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple to operate smartphone control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time, and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. This week, TBiz discusses a range of revealing consumer trends and beverage insights with Sean Edwards, Group Insights Managers at Finlay's. She says the outlook for the beverage industry is positive, with consumers making good choices for the planet and themselves. Finlay's annually produces a beverage trends report. This year's 18 pages of statistics and market research reveal that consumers have growing concerns about food inflation and economic growth. But research cited in Finley's Beverage Trends 2023 indicates that consumers continue to view good tea as an affordable luxury, explains Group Insights Manager Sean Edwards. Quote, The desire to treat themselves, coupled with concern for their health and the planet, drives the trend towards conscious consumerism. 
We're seeing how each purchasing decision is carefully evaluated regarding financial health and environmental cost. Throughout this report, we've sought to encapsulate this broad sentiment under the matter of mindfulness, as people mindfully allow themselves indulgences, choose healthy products, and opt for brands with a lower environmental impact, end quote. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Hi, Dan. It's really great to be here. Thank you for having me. In the 2023 Global Beverage Trends Report, you write that 62% of global customers in 2022 expressed concerns about their financial situation. Has that concern extended into the current year? It does appear to have remained consistently high and possibly even increased slightly. So the Nielsen Consumer Outlook Survey from 2023 demonstrates that the percentage of consumers who consider themselves struggling has increased from 19% in June 2022 to 22% in January 2023. So similarly, the proportion who are cautious has also increased a little bit. We're continuing to monitor what this trend means um, for brand owners. In the report, you describe how consumers seek to balance their limited resources during economic downturns with concerns about inflation, health and wellness and environmental concerns in protecting the planet. The phrase you used was conscious consumerism. Could you tell us more about this trend? This is a really interesting question because the pandemic created a really unique consumer environment where consumers became increasingly conscious of their impact on the planet. So we saw kind of when people weren't traveling, when people were at home kind of reducing their consumption, the positive impact this had on the planet and also our concerns for our health increased, obviously, with there being the context of a global pandemic. So this really was a unique situation in accelerating those trends. And now we're seeing the economic element of this. So that kind of conscious consumerism trend that we pull out is really about how people are balancing those things and the choices they're making, the very conscious, deliberate choices they're making about how they spend their money and how they achieve products that are good for them while not having too much of an impact on the planet. Does your research break out some set of tea drinkers? We didn't zero in on the um, tea consumers specifically. But I will say in most markets, there's pretty hefty majority of people who do drink tea in some form or another. So we believe that they represent the kind of the mainstream majority of consumers in most markets. So in the same Nielsen report I cited above, the cautious and struggling consumers segments account for a majority 61 percent of the overall market. So a majority of consumers believe themselves to be struggling or cautious. And we know that many of those will be tea drinkers. And it stands to reason that tea drinkers are kind of evaluating their purchasing decisions, but no more cautious than the standard consumer in the market. And we're very lucky that tea is typically seen as an everyday affordable product that really is kind of habitual, everyday essential for consumers. If good tea offers good value for the money, then does better tea offer the best value for the money? So I'm going to reference a little bit of an old report here um, for this question. And, you know, I was, I was looking at this and how can we link um, what consumers consider good value to be their kind of understanding of the product. And there is a I think it's 2017 or 18 report by Global Data in their consumer survey where a majority or the most cited reason that consumers believe a product is good value is good value is because it has high quality ingredients. So there is certainly a link between the quality of an ingredient and the consumer perception of good value. But I think we have to go 
further deeper into that to understand what the perception of good value is kind of outside of the ingredient for consumers. So I think we really need to understand those consumer needs and motivations and deliver effectively with that with that product that you're developing. So it's not enough just to have a a good value or good quality product. You need to be effectively communicating that to the consumers and then really tie it into a consumer need. So what need is your product addressing? If it's a high quality loose leaf tea designed, you know, to be consumed in single teapots in a moment of indulgence, make it that for the consumer and really bring it to life. So why would a consumer buy your product and spend more on it? It has to create that moment moment of indulgence and have the really clear connection for that to consumer to, to their kind of need and their kind of emotional connection with it, but also occasion connection as well. So there is certainly um, a link between that high quality tea, but there's everything that goes beyond it that, that needs to be communicated for consumers. Has the trend towards premiumization slowed? In my experience, it's certainly not slowing. I think we're seeing premiumization as a very resilient trend. Um, and I think particularly within a category that offers incredible value for money, really, when you think about it, you know, tea versus other kind of beverages or other um, wider food and beverage products that are out there. Tea is a very cost effective product, kind of even at that top end, more indulgent, um, more premium side. So I think we're not seeing premiumization slow down. If anything, in many markets, we're seeing accelerating. So in tea producing countries, you know, we're, with the kind of growing middle classes, with the kind of greater entry of major brands, we're certainly seeing that kind of modernization and premiumization of the tea industry really continuing. That's not being impacted. And then, as you as you said, that affordable indulgence, the way that consumers kind of can explore different origins with tea or have a moment of relaxation or kind of whatever it is that they're looking for, we're seeing that play out as well. Sean, will you close this insightful chat with advice for tea retailers? Yeah, I think the outlook is quite challenging for brand owners and operators in the industry. But I think I would say, you know, when looking to positive affirmative action, it's all about engaging those consumers. So we operate in a really competitive marketplace. So clearly communicating your product proposition, your pro- product value, your kind of reason to believe for consumers is going to be really crucial for that on the shelf purchase and also repeat purchases as well. So I think there are some really clear things around demonstrating your value that will help with consumers. And there's also some elements around reducing unnecessary costs or looking to be creative. So we know from different pieces of consumer research that consumers are looking to um, bulk buy or they're looking to um, buy kind of concentrates that allows them to make a product more cheaply at home or they're pivoting to that at-home consumption more than they're um, looking to go to food service. So exploring these areas of opportunity could be really valuable for brand owners and suppliers in the space. So this can look like developing products that are designed to kind of replicate the cafe experience at home. And we've seen this loads with things like, you know, London um, instant sachets of London tea fog or loose leaf teas in smaller packets so that you can try lots of different ones on a weekly basis or kind of things like that that create that premium at home experience in the sort of sorry premium out of home experience in an affordable at home setting. So that's one area. And then another area is things like concentrates and multi-packs and um, multi-serve. So, you know, so kind of getting away from that single serve 
perhaps to the multi-serve, which is a little bit more cost effective. Um, so that's another thing we've seen look at. But also then there's the big area for potentially eradicating unnecessary costs, particularly in kind of shipping. So um, a product that Finley's and I don't know uh, if your listeners know this, but Finley's is also a leading supplier of tea extracts as well as we are leaf. So a product that we've developed um, over the last kind of year or so is the Just Add Water sachets that have um, high quality teas in them in extract format blended with um, botanicals and other ingredients to provide a kind of very quick, easy to ship on the go sachet for consumers that speaks to consumer trends as well. So it's that on the go, reusable water bottles, those kind of products. So we've worked out a way to eliminate costs in, you know, they're easier to ship and cheaper to ship. But we've also looked at what the consumer need is for that as well. And I think that's really where I would recommend your kind of your listeners look is to what's the consumer need that you can identify and address. And then how do you do that in a way that makes sense? In the blog post that accompanies this episode, Finlay's provides a free download link sharing their insights on how consumers balance their limited resources during economic downturns with concerns about inflation, health and wellness and environmental concerns in protecting the planet. Visit t-biz.com to get the free report. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.